Hello, racing fans. Edison Hatter back. Another episode of First Over with Edison Hatter. As we turn the calendar late November, it is going to be Saturday, November 26, 2022 at Woodbine Mohawk. We have an 11 race card on tap. We'll discuss the early pick five, a featured race later on the card as usual. We'll discuss plenty of other things, I'm sure, as well. But with that, I welcome in my co-host for the afternoon. It is the one and only Ray Catolo. Ray, happy Thanksgiving. <sighs> Thanks for having me on this beautiful holiday. I'm glad to be joining you and joining everyone here on this podcast. I hope to get out some winners and you know that everyone's gonna be going out and having dinner and eating some kind of good food. So I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be real quick and not say a lot of words. I don't know whether I'm proud or concerned that I actually understood every single word of that. Well, you know, Ed, it's a busy day. Everyone's coming in with their families and they're driving out eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours, and they're going up down cars, trains, automobiles. There's a good movie with John Candy and Steve Martin, planes, trains, automobiles. If you've ever seen it, sometimes people watch it on Thanksgiving, but maybe some people are watching that and also listening to this podcast. I'm impressed if they are, because one's with the ears, one's with the eyes. But all that said, uh, people's time's of the essence. Everyone's just trying to get to their holidays, dinner, or, or lunch, or whatever. And I think we should just be as quick as possible. Well, Rave, uh, what, what is it for you on Thanksgiving Day? We've got the Thanksgiving Day Parade. There's the dog show. This year we got the World Cup. There's the NFL football. There's still horse racing. What, what do you uh, indulge in on Thanksgiving Day? Well, the first thing I did was, you know, I woke up, I probably woke up around 9 o'clock, and then I said, you know, I could probably sleep in a little bit later, so then it was 9, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 30, 11, oh, and then I woke up about 11 to 15, and then made myself a cup of coffee, and, and then I had a little bowl of cereal, not a lot to eat, because, you know, we're going to have a big, 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 big meal. Got the turkey, the stuffing, all the all the little trimmings on the side, uh, green bean casserole stuff. I did mention the stuffing already. Got a great dessert that my mom made. My brother's coming into town. We're going to play some games, and I have, I have just an overall good family time. It's all about the family, you know, Ed, because we don't have a lot of time here on this earth, and that's why we should be talking real quick, too, because at any moment, the grips of death can just grab grab you by the throat and then <laughs> so you should really enjoy every little moment you have with everyone you love because you never know what's going to be gone well as always i look forward to my personal uh, family time here over the thanksgiving holiday uh nice nice quiet family day for me here probably honestly play a new pokemon game a bit tonight i don't know a bunch of nothing um and then uh, that then starts a really busy week for me we, we've got uh meadowlands this weekend and uh, we'll discuss that here in a minute ray but we've got uh, then after that for me it is more family get to go take my cousin back to the University of Tennessee after Thanksgiving, and I put my Alabama football sweatshirt there proudly since we are now back in front of them in the rankings. Then it's off to Gainesville, Florida to visit my two other cousins, where I can also proudly wear my Alabama sweatshirt. Um, and then it is on to North Carolina and back up to the Meadowlands next weekend and then out to Arizona and back down to Orlando for my cousin's wedding. And, yeah, it's everywhere between now and Christmas. But, Ray, this week we've discussed a couple of things here on In the Money Media, um, uh -huh. harness racing stuff, and I will yeah. let you promo – what you did with uh, Mike Provozzi and Murray Slough and Josh Murphy for Century, and that is, hopefully people are listening to this podcast early, that's tonight, Thanksgiving night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, I'd be kind of disappointed if people were listening to this tomorrow and I'm talking about something that already happened, which if that's the case, um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take Congratulations, Doug McNair. Uh, you're going to represent Canada uh, in the World Driving Championship. Of course, if you're listening to this before the driving championship happens, Oh, I don't know who's going to win. I'm saying <laughs> there's like a, what is it? A one in eight chance that I'm right about this. I got no, it, it, there's a national driving championship, a century mile. All the top Canadian drivers are coming to one track. They're all going to compete with one another in Alberta. They start at I think it's eight ten Eastern and there's 10 races on the card. Eight of them are part of the national driving championship. All of them are competing to represent their country. In the World Driving Championship, it goes over uh, across three countries next year. Interesting betting opportunities and interesting horses racing there, which is why we did a whole podcast about it with 
two of the Albertans, Murray Slough and Josh Murphy, who follow that circuit much more closely than us. But some interesting insight, especially from Murray and Josh on the horses racing there. And I'm going to have it turned on tonight. Maybe hoping to make a couple of bucks because I, I, I do, I do like me some Albertans, Ed. I, I like, I like what they're doing up there. Well, Ray, we're going to give ourselves a twenty-five percent chance of being right if people are listening to this tomorrow. That was an incredible performance by Dave Kelly last night. <laughs> Take it out for the hometown boys. What a fantastic! Actually, we may as well just, just you know what? Hopefully, like if people just are, like skipping through the podcast, like maybe they'll be impressed with our savantness if they can like pick the right moment when we say it. So, like, let's just keep this going here. Pascal Barube, wow, what a phenomenal performance last night for him to take it out. You, you know, Ed, I was astounded by Sam Fillion. That was he, a blowout too. Louis Philippe Wah winning this national driver championship was an incredible performance. I Ed, I I woke up this morning and I was not expecting Jill's Barrio winning the drivers championship on my bingo card. All right, now I'm trying to find the email to remember who the other driver was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the driver went. Mark Campbell won the national driving championship last night at Century Mile. Congratulations. Oh my god, I can't believe Wait, who's left? One more. Oh, wait, there's one more. Oh, oh my God. Ed, Ed, I I think you need to call an ambulance. I wasn't expecting. Mike Hennessy won the the National Drivers' Championship? Okay, there you go. Hopefully uh, the listeners caught the right moment of this uh, podcast to hear the correct winner. But there are the eight drivers, by the way, that are participating tonight. Again, tune into that podcast. Tune into the race card out at Century Mile. Great content there. Check that out in the Money Media Network. And one other thing check out in the Money Media Network is, of course, our roundtable that we did last night for TVG Finals Night um, for the Fall Final Four this weekend at the Meadowlands. Uh, Ray, give the give the Ecury D Bulldog Hanover highlights for the listeners out there. Um, so if they're listening to this on Sunday, Bulldog Hanover, um, we're still trying to look for him. He came into the stretch and was moving so fast that his body burst into 10,000 pieces. Uh, some fans took some home and were asking that they give it back so we can uh, put it in a museum. Oh, and Eckery, uh, Eckery broke stride, so it was... It was a real great win by its academic there in the TVG. Well-deserved, too. And it's incredible. Mike cast on it once again. It's academic. <laughs> the open trot. Um, but do check out the podcast we did live last night. It's, it's both in podcast form now. And if you still want to see us on camera, it's also still on the YouTube as an archived uh, live stream. And, again, we discuss all eight championship races and pick four tickets to give out for Saturday night at the Meadowlands. And, hey, if you're still listening to this early on Thanksgiving or the day after even, Friday night at the Meadowlands, Friday, November 25th, there is a $32,000-plus carryover in the pick six. And by the way, don't forget, next Thursday, there's racing at the Meadowlands next Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Ray, how are we going to survive with a three-day Meadowlands race week? I am I am excited to see what happens on that Thursday night card because you you can get some real wacky races on on the – it's what, you usually get 10 races or something like that, and it's a ton of the freehold imports. It's It's, it's usually not that bad a time. Ray, you ready for this one? Uh-huh. Thursday, December 1st, nine race card, minimum three GSY races. Oh, oh wait, but it's December 1st. I won't be able to play it because I'm going to be at Rosecroft Raceway that night. We're, not not to one-up you, Ed. We're, we'll have probably 14 races. 
I, I, it's, it's not really that much more, but I'll be at Rosecroft, not enjoying the Meadowlands. What a turnaround. After I worked three and a half years at Rosecroft, you're now the one that can say, we, we, Rosecroft, we will have 14 races. I'm I'm sure Rosecroft is happy to be associated with me. Well, we turn our attention here, Ray. Uh, well, actually, no. First, we turn our attention to the sports of the day. Come on, we, we come on. Last last year, I had uh, Rich Mateo on, and Rich was giving all this great gam- gambling advice for th- Thursday sports. And you might not even pay attention to these sports, Ray, but I'm putting you on the spot for the same questions. All right, uh, we get to cheat here because it's already underway. Bills or Lions? Um, what 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 I'm wondering is, are the okay? So the Bills are still 76 percent right now um lions in possession i would t- i would put money on the lions as the underdog right now they're not they're an awful team but awful teams can upset good teams more often than equal teams can beat equal teams if, if they lose garnett barnsdale's gonna blame you for that now uh we move to the i won't even have any money on it so it, that's even worse giant well actually in between that we get uh brazil serbia world cup oh Whoa, it's down to them in the finals? I would have guessed that. I could. Brazil's I, now heavy betting favorites to win it, by the way, as a result of Argentina's uh, Saudi Arabia loss. I would just, I would like for FanDuel to have like a CAPTCHA system where before you can bet the World Cup, you have to select where that country is on the map. I think, I think it would save a lot of people money. When they, because they see Brazil versus Serbia, I, I think the handle on that game would drop infinitely. So Ray, I feel like you're really targeting me there. So the record should show that when I'm betting Czechoslovakian ping pong in the middle of the night and uh, you know Mongolian soccer in the early morning, I was also a National Geographic beat finalist. So unfortunately, I can still pass that test. And it's amazing that you aren't moving the lines that much because you're probably the only person allowed to bet at that point. Um, well, there's also a rerun of the Thanksgiving Day Parade on NBC at 2 p.m. Uh, can we bet on that? Can we take bets on balloons getting lost, size of balloons, number of balloons? Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. performers? I'm curious how it looks a second time. <laughs> I, I feel like something's got to change. All right, let's go back to the football picks. Giants, Cowboys, middle game. I the last time they played each other, it was also the last football bet I made. I took the Giants when the Cowboys somehow beat them. Uh, if I remember right, Dak Prescott's back. So, I mean, I, the Giants haven't really been anything either since their strong start. Uh, Ten point favorites. I, I I don't know. Maybe bet the Giants to cover. Uh, let's see. I guess I haven't given my thoughts in here. So for the current game in progress, uh, yeah, I don't know what. If you said the Bills are seventy six percent chance to win live, then I mean the Lions still got to be like eight or nine point underdogs at this point. You may as well take up the cover because they're driving in Bills territory almost a halftime. So sure, take take the Lions to cover. Um, yeah, I would take the Giants to cover ten points. That that seems like a lot in a close rivalry division game on Thanksgiving. Um, admittedly, I don't know a thing in the universe about soccer in the World Cup, but uh, I would confidently assume Brazil will beat Serbia, but I would also confidently assume they are like minus a thousand to do so probably. So there's that. Uh, and I, Ray, I know you love hammering minus 1000 shots, but I mean, I guess that's your chance if you want it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and tonight's game late Patriots Vikings. Oh, that's probably Vikings favorites, right? The two and a half point favorites of the Vikings. Yep. Yeah. I would, I would take the Vikings spread on that. I don't see how the Patriots are within two points. 
I might even get more creative than that. I don't know. Can you get like what's like Minnesota minus six and a half? That's probably like plus one fifty, plus one seventy kind of range. I'd take that. Uh, I I don't know because Minnesota most of Minnesota's wins this year have been fairly tight. They uh, let's, let's get greedy and go for the touchdown. It's Thanksgiving night. Those Minnesotans are sitting up there in negative five hundred degree weather. Ray, they're gonna give them a big win on Thanksgiving night. If, if you want to bet like that, just go like minus nine and a half. You're probably getting like three four to one on that. Uh, what about Ray? The Joburg Open is currently on. It is the first round of South African golf, the first event of the DP World Tour season. Who do you like down there? Um, I'm a big fan of. I think I think his name is like uh, Stalin. Which I'm I'm surprised people are still named that. Uh, but I guess it's a first name, so it doesn't have as negative a connotation. Um, like Stalin Porgny. Uh, I, a lot of people haven't heard about him, but that's because he's been really tearing up the ranks of the what they're what they call the e-league down there which are these like golf courses that are mostly composed of just garbage cans and alleyways and you just got to try and like hit it through the city it's a traffic hazard too this guy's broken many car windshields i'm surprised they haven't caught him yet but i think it's because they see the potential I've already got money in on next week's Hero World Challenge in golf. That's Scotty Scheffler, seven, plus 750. That's a good number there. This weekend, I would like Romain Langasque, 9-1. to one. He's two shots back after the opening round. I think that's a pretty good price on him because Christian Buzadenhu and Tristan Lawrence, the two local South Africans, taking a lot more action than I think they should right Wait, now. Wait, hold on. You're betting a head of lettuce to win a golf tournament? Yes, we are betting Romaine at nine to one, Ray. That, that's a high price, but I think uh, I would rather it be lower, Ray, but it's okay. Oh, I mean, I guess. All right. With that, Ray, let's turn our attention to some wood by Mohawk Racing. 11 races on the card, Saturday, November 26th. Uh, early pick five, featured ninth race to discuss. Race number one, I've told you I really, really love a horse in here. It's pop-up series. Nine winners of 35000 in 2022. On the pace for a purse of 15000 what are your three losers? I have no idea why you're so obsessed with this horse, for one, because... This horse is going to clearly be outside of your betting range. You're going to want three to five, two to five on a horse that's probably going to be 25 to one. And I'm surprised that you even think that you can bet it at that point. But I'm not betting the horse because I think he's no good. I have three I have three contenders I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, my eight contenders in this race are the obvious ones, the seven and the eight. One thing to note uh, when you're looking at those November 19th lines is it was a fairly windy night at Mohawk. They had a blizzard come in kind of midway through the card. So lots of horses might have gone weird races, give a bit of credence to wide trips or horses maybe stalling, retreating, whatever. Weather's going to be different this Saturday. Looks like calm winds, cooler temporal, well, I guess warmer temperatures than they're used to. Uh Seven and eight are the most logical, though. While uh, Midnight Mood won last time. Typically in these pop-up series, once a horse kind of breaks through and stamps themselves is okay. They kind of carry that through the remainder. Wild River Bumblebee tried to go first over and stalled. This has always been an okay little horse, and he draws all right on the gate to do something. Uh, and then I also am kind of interested in Sir Pugsley because this is another one that tends to race okay on the Mohawk circuit, though. He's, he's certainly temperamental, and that's why he's more kind of like a B contender for me, uh, where if I'm if I'm cavemanning tickets, I might not necessarily use Sir Pugsley in a lot of spots, but this, 
it's it's tough to trust any of the chalk in all of these races. So I I I have a I have a little note on the two, but the seven and the eight are the main ones for me. All right, give me the defensive chalk, Ray. Give me the five Artie's ideal, the seven Wild River Bumblebee, first and third last week out of that race, and they both have chances to repeat. But the horse we love in this spot, Ray. We will be placing a win medal on this horse. We have to love this horse in the spot. The three Rotten Ronnie. Coming in. Prince Edward Island, the form has been really solid. He does come off of that six scratch here at Mohawk most recently, which is a bit of a concern. But come on, it is James McDonald on the bike here on this Prince Edward Island shipper. It is Rotten Ronnie, six one morning line. That's the top call in here, Ray. Five and seven we throw in as well. Odd numbers, three, five, seven in race one. Okay. Race two, we have nine winners of 12,000 in the last five starts. Pacers for a purse of 22000 In other words, I love in this spot, Ray. It's going to be a nice number, but who do you like? Uh, so when I'm when I'm putting my pick five tickets together, one thing I'm going to be keeping an eye on are the double probables. If Points North is taking a load of money on the class drop, then I might be more inclined to use him versus if he's saw, if he's kind of more in the middle ground of the betting. He always will launch when he takes any kind of play, so... And he draw and he draws a good enough spot too for Drury to give this horse the kind of trip of I'm better than all of you that he has twice in his last what ten starts. That said, though, the other main ones, American history clearly came to a stop from the weather, just went too hard, and others capitalized off of, of all of his labor. And he's in control, tried to go first over and raced an okay race against this group. But now he's in against about as equally a tough version of that numbers of the numbers of 12,000 as he was in last week. So he, he only gets a bit, he only gets like a slight nod, but he's certainly capable of doing something in here. Uh, American history, he's in control. Probably the main two I would be looking at and then based on how the betting's looking i would consider even on some tickets singling points north all right american history is a must use here obviously on this drop back down he's kind of trying to find his feeding again obviously we know what he's done in the past with his back class but uh this seems to be competent levels for him but the one dream for arnie b ray coming out of that breeder's crown uh, comes off of that good track last time out finished fifth there but was third at this level when last seen here closed in really well though from post seven i expect him to get a little bit more forward hopefully tonight and I think he's got a big chance here as well. So one, two, give me the inside two in race two. Okay. Race, race three, I got a single coming up here. It's the pop-up series, Ray. Back to that. Nine winners of 35,000 in 2022. Who do you like? Oh, God. Don't tell me you're singling the one. Please don't tell me you're singling out Lies of Spades. Ray, come on. You already know me. Carol. I I can't I toss this horse completely from this spot. I un, I understand oh, no, the I'm rationale. Even more, I'm even more confident in the single now. I I understand the rationale. You look back, not you see that now a seven thousand race where the horse was locked and finished fifth. But this is with that with the inside draw. I'm I'm more inclined to think that things will go wrong versus in the way that outlaw ace of space would need. This isn't necessarily that terrible of a field. Like sure. Petty poo is doing whatever. And ideal jets, not the same freak that he was four years ago. Hapuna beach is an absolutely whatever kind of horse, but everyone else is kind of okay. Millennium sealster and nightclub Hanover two that I would be using on my top tickets. Millennium sealster, of course, Sat a good trip, finished second. No, no issues with that race. And for a horse that's come from Leamington, this horse has improved greatly on the bigger track. 
Uh, nightclub Hanover, one that will probably improve second start uh, here in the Moreau barn, gets a better draw as well. I'm also interested, though, in um, some bombs and rock and roll's shadow purely because Austin, Austin Sorry, even though he's good at closing, his main game is just rolling a horse. And this is one that over at Flamborough and on the smaller tracks has been much better when forwardly placed. You can tell last week, too, especially with the conditions. The horse was just put in an awful spot, couldn't really do much of anything. I'm curious how he performs if Sori sends him, even though he does draw inside of that slanted gate, uh, you're definitely going to get a good price, and it might be worth just kind of taking the shot. Giddy up Max also, I'm venturing to think, might be able to race a bit better. Really never got into the race last out when off at 9-2. to two. Going to be a bit of a higher price this time around, and also moving to the bigger, well, staying on the bigger track, which even though it doesn't look like he has that great of a record on, you look back to the horses he was losing to in September, much better competition, much faster competition. This is not a strong group, so I'm willing to give Giddy Up Max another chance too. Five six as my A contenders and my B ones. I'm looking at the two and the three. Ray, that was a whole lot of words to say. Uh, I'll make it a lot shorter for you. Outlaw Ace of Spades floats away, takes the top, never looks back. Race over. Single. Move on. All right, I I understand the Colons are a high percentage barn right now, but I that that. If this horse drew center of the gate, I would be thinking differently. Easy winner, lock of the night, even a bigger lock of the night if Ray could tell those off of him. Ray, this Ray, this is a hundred and one star lock. <laughs> I don't buy this stupid star economy crap. <laughs> if Bulldog's a one hundred star lock, this is a one hundred and one star lock. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. I'll respect Bulldog. 99 star lock. <laughs> 99.9 star lock. Yeah, you didn't know they sold coins and tens of stars, did you? <laughs> all, right, all I'm saying is if Colin had Bulldog, this would be a much different horse. Race four is not winners of 6,600 in their last five. It's on the pace for purse of 16,000. I'll use three in here. What do you use, Ray? Uh, this, I forget. Oh, yeah, this race, I'm some. Oh, no, I'm not that spread. Uh, flying even better is the most logical, even though this horse just keeps losing. I despise Hail Christian. Hail Christian is one of those horses. He's fast, but he thinks the finish line is like 20 yards sooner than it should be. He always gets caught. He's, and he's always been that horse for the last like two years, even when he was in Brett Pelling's barn down at the Meadowlands. Had a whole lot of ability, always comes just slightly short, and is going to be a short price here. So I'm staying away from him. I'd rather take my chances on the next logical and flying even better, who's going to be forwardly placed. Hopefully he doesn't encounter some kind of death shuffle like he did last out. And that was his first start off of two weeks. So he might be a little bit fresher coming into this race. But beyond him, I don't mind P.L. Oliver to the inside. I don't really like that he's 6-1 to one on the morning line. That might deflate the value of what it seems he might be able to provide in this sequence. But at the same time, he's coming out of the top classes on the smaller tracks, and he's been racing well there. I purely just like that he can race any way on the smaller tracks because these kinds of horses, when they move to two turns, uh, they they can do absolutely anything and tend to, and tend to surprise in how well they race. But 6-1, to one, I, I, I like the angle enough that I'm willing to 
forego whatever kind of value I'm losing because of the morning lines. And then Grand Poobah, when this horse is aggressively driven, is okay. He's been, for the most part, around this company, just taken off the gate and sitting all sitting so far back. He really has no chance. But two starts back, parked the mile, got a second, last time out. Uh, got shuffled and swung wide and, and came home okay, losing to Respect Our Flag and Stonebridge Rex. Those are two okay horses. Jam Jack of Hearts was just in a good was in a good spot being towed on cover and just held on for third. So uh, Grand Poopa is definitely going to be a good price here, and he's going to be one that I'm including in my B legs of these tickets. But uh, for the most part, uh, flying even better looks like the one to beat. And that's a horse I completely toss here, right? The six has no chance. Okay. Doug, Doug McNair is going to be too hyped up from winning that driver's challenge. You say he's going <laughs> to. Oh, that's true. I didn't handicap the jet lag of them. Oh, my God. I'm so foolish. <laughs> One, five, seven is the way to go here. We won the other Moreau horse, Real Willie. We won Hail Christian on that class drop. And P.L. Oliver, uh, you kind of saved me the, the saying of it. You pretty much talked to the, the same concept as me. So I may be concerned we're on the same horse there. But one, five, seven, that's the way to go, Ray. Okay. Race five will close it out. Five-year-olds and youngers, non-winners of three races or 40,000 lifetime. It's on the pace for a purse of 19,000. And I've got a single here. Absolutely love the horse, Ray. Andres Gois. Uh, oh, now now you now you like him. When, now you like him. Huh? 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 Horse, horse isn't drawn well. Uh, he, he's not going to be able to roll the way that he needs to roll in this spot. Same time, this is... This is a field that he could walk over. I under I agree with that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, forefather can also launch off the gate. If the, if forefather goes, this is a much in, much more interesting race. Um, aside from him, Caligny Hanover changes barns. Vic Putty's probably going to be okay. Do okay with this one, and he's certainly an all he, like he's an all right little animal. But I. I have no grasp on this race beyond those two, aside from I can't take full disclosure in this spot. Well, what what will you use instead then? I said the five and the eight. Oh, if, oh, you, oh. if you pay attention to what I'm saying, Ed, you'll come to find that I'm saying things. <laughs> I thought you I thought I, I thought you said you were more than just too deep there. I thought there was another one. No, I didn't. You okay. made that up. You're no. thinking I'm saying different things. That's a bad thing to do. I'm also too deep. Full disclosure and give me Acapulco sunburn as well. Every time I oh use, no. Every time I use him, he gives me a sunburn. But uh, let's let's go back to him again. So two seven for me. Every t- every time I use it, what does that mean? Never. He never wins. He never wins. He's like uh, what horse were we saying last night on the round table that I said whenever I use, he never wins. Oh, I'll test of faith. Ne- never wins. You get a sunburn. What? What kind of metaphor is that? <laughs> Three five seven with one two with one with one five seven with two seven. That's seven dollars twenty cents. Right there's a winning ticket. What do you have? Um. Okay. So my my eight. If you were to just bet all of my A's, that's a seven eight with two six with five six with six with five eight. That's what twenty forty eighty. It's like one sixty. Oh no, it'd be three twenty. Um. And then my B contenders are two are the two in leg one, the seven in leg two, the two, three in leg three, and the one, two in leg four. I have no B contenders in leg five because I could barely have A contenders. Um, so if you bet all of those numbers in one ticket, that's $53.20. I will not be doing that. Um, 
I'll be kind of mishmashing, watching how the doubles look early to figure out how to map those first two legs and then kind of weaving some of those bombs and that I have in the later legs and the third and fourth legs into other tickets. Uh, all right. So that is a look there, Ray, at our early pick five sequence. we got one more featured race to discuss. Before we do, I realized I forgot a couple of, of other sports things to ask you about. Well, first things first. Uh, so, you know, we got to be like Australia and like offer like betting, like like driver, ch- you know, like they bet like the jockey challenge or whatever they are. And, you know, they allow bets and that. We need bets on this driver's challenge. So, but you actually would be going with Doug McNair as your selection? Uh, no, I don't. I, I honestly, I have no idea. I haven't looked at. And too intently, who was driving who when we were talking about the Century Mile show to figure out who looks like they have the best chance. So, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Alberta guys did win. I was going to say, I think I said it seriously. I think the one I, if you made me handicap it, which admittedly, I admittedly didn't look at too closely either. I wasn't even with you guys on the round table. But how about Dave Kelly? I mean, he really clearly wants to win this thing. He selected against some of his own horses in the races. <laughs> and, of course, he's a local guy out there. So, I'll go Dave Kelly. Uh, of course, when I see that, I should think, I, I think, damn, Dave, you should be training your horses a little bit better so you do pick them. <laughs> but uh, that that's, that's purely in a ball-busting sense. See, him and Mike Hennessy both have okay chances. I, I've been watching Sam Philly on for the last year and a half, two years over in Ottawa, and he's he's slowly becoming someone who's interesting. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he's in contention either. I think I think I think people lean towards the Ontario guys almost reflexively. And I don't, you know, Doug has that one real good drive in Oriental Express, but that's not even a guaranteed win. So it's a reason I'm going to be watching it is because it's a mile track in Alberta and these are pacers that can only go like 55, 56. That's fun racing. All right, Ray, how about the uh, next important question? Other gambling on the day. National Dog Show. What do we got? Wait, does FanDuel carry that? That'd be really entertaining if they did. I don't think so. Ah, damn it. Um, I would go for the Dashend. I think people really love those dogs. Um, in the fetch portion, Golden Retriever. I mean, it's in the name because fetching is the act of retrieving. You got to get philosophical when you start betting these kinds of things. Uh, because that's how that's where you get your edge from. Other people are gonna have like spreadsheets of dog weights and genealogy crap. Uh, you just gotta, uh, just gotta trust the Greeks. That's what I say. Definitely. Although golden retrievers aren't Greek, um, if you were to really trust the Greeks, I think you would go with um, like the the Cretan hound or some other breed like that. Right now, I think you might want to go with the Australian Malmute or whatever it is, because Steve Kornacki seems very intrigued by that. As I'm, well, the Australians just came out with a new dog. Alaskan, sorry, Alaskan. Uh, I was going to say, the Australians haven't really been innovating the dog market in quite some time. Alaskan. Now, now I'm trying to butcher whatever that pronunciation was. Now I got to look something. Make sure it's really Malamute? Malamute. M-A-L-A-M-U-T-E. Mal- Malamute. If you asked me to draw that dog, I think I would accidentally draw a train. Kind of looks like a husky or something. Uh, it's the largest of the Arctic sled dogs. There you go. Uh, last thing, Ray, before we move on to this last Mohawk race. Who wins the Egg Bowl tonight? Uh, The Egg Bowl? What's the egg bowl? Is oh, that God. also why is it tonight? Is that breakfast for dinner? This is Thanksgiving. This is why this is this is why you're you're no good for handicapping this if you don't even know what it is. The egg bowl. 
Mississippi rivalry of Mississippi and Mississippi State football tonight at uh, seven thirty. I think I think the greater question Always for the Thanksgiving traditionally. I think the greatest the greater question for the general public to have answered is why call it the I mean then again they're all called they're called like the Sugar Bowl they're they're all they're all named after things you find in a diner because I think the NCAA. They got so drunk off of taking all of the money they're making off those kids, and they had to come up with a bunch of names. Uh, the Jam Bowl. The, um, oh, the, uh, what else? Butter Bowl. The, uh, Cereal Bowl. Ray, Ray, we work in a sport where it's the, uh, big ass fans mile. So, I mean, it's not, it's not even, it's the big fans mile. We can't even say it because people are scared. I'm not scared to tell the truth, though. Ed, I keep it real. I'm not afraid to push. I'm not afraid to punch. You hear what I'm saying? You you don't know what the Egg Bowl is. You're not entitled to opinion. Here, listeners, I got you for this one. Lane Kiffin is ready to go. We know the rumors about him going to uh, really crappy Auburn, but I don't think they're true. But even if they are, he's going to go out with a win here. Ole Miss is only two-point home favorites. And here's the key, ladies and gentlemen. Go on Twitter. Gabe Pruitt. Is claiming Mississippi State is the lock of the century. It is Ole Miss. They cannot lose this game now. <sighs> Gabe has him. Yeah, Gabe's got Mississippi State, so you definitely want Ole Miss here, right? My condolences to Gabe on losing another bet. Um, <laughs> but for a man like Gabe, that disappointment is all too regular. <laughs> Race nine, race nine. Prefer, it's, it is for me too because I listen to him and I listen to Michael Carter. Places <laughs> <laughs> really where, where it's at. <laughs> race nine and Mohawk. It's the preferred pace. Ray, come on! I've been saying it for weeks and nobody wants to listen to me. It's wheels on fire time, Ray. It's the winner. It's this is his time. This well, I mean, how much how much money have you made off of him the last four weeks? Well, the eight to one was a pretty nice two back, and then I got my money back because of that issue. And uh, two to one last week was okay, and this week is probably shorter. Yeah, and given given this field, it's tough. I I'm having a tough time seeing who can usurp wheels on fire. You know that word, Ed? Usurp. I'll give the audience a second to search that one because I'm a track announcer now. I have to use big words to impress people, and my thesaurus. The pages are getting worn. Uh, back to the race. Wheels on Fire has always ruled this group. Like it, it's amazing that there is a horse as consistent as him. I think what's equally as amazing is codename Cigar Box is almost as much of a lock to finish second and third as he has been every week. Ray, that's not the horse to throw in the exact spot. Try again. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who could finish second here. I. I don't yeah, like Des. I'm hmm? telling you, it's not. It's not codenamed Cigar Box. You got a one in four chance. Keep going. I mean, if you're taking Century Heideken for no, second, no, that's no, 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 Carbine. No. Oh, you're. Oh, you're wrong. Then you're just wrong because no free lunch is not going to get there second. There we go. Thank you, Ray. No, no free lunch isn't getting second. De- Desperate man's not getting. Honestly, the way to go might be to try and take Wheels on Fire, Carbine, codename Cigar Box. That might be a decent cold try here. Uh, I don't know why Codename Cigar Box refuses to pass horses at the finish. This 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 this, this was a this guy was a freak 
in Alberta. Nobody could beat him. Kelly Hort would just routinely drive this horse however he wanted and just kind of would sit as far back as possible because he knew that he was just going to fly by everyone and win. And now to see that horse go from that to this tank that cannot trample over the final pieces in front of him is that I I don't I don't have a word for that and I have a thesaurus that says something. Well, the thesaurus says a lot of things, but Ray, we're gonna talk about gambling value someday. You you can play that straight try all you want, and I'm gonna make more on the exacta with the six one combination that's coming in. The one no free lunch moves up against Upper here has been racing really well. Is gonna get away okay from the rail spot. Just gonna come on late for second, pass the tired horses. James McDonald's in the bike. It's a 6-1 exactto, right? That's the way you got to play this race. See, what your issue is you're saying tired horses. This is a six-horse field that merry-go-rounds routinely. There's not going to be tired horses. Oh, Ray, the, there's just something in the water up there this week, Ray. I've done this. You're going to be tired. <laughs> it's, like, it's like last night. My, I was trying. Mike was saying there was something in the dirt at the Meadowlands. <laughs> something in the dirt made that lead tough. And this time, it's something in the Mohawk watering trough. <laughs> <laughs> Scandal and harness racing. Let's go uh, visit the online forums. It is it is the Mohawk watering troughs and the Meadowlands dirt. <laughs> yeah, I never thought as a professional handicapper, I would be having to investigate water supplies and figure out who to bet. Well, racing fans, there's a look at uh, what we got for uh, what, for Wood by Mohawk uh, for, for Saturday evening. 11 race card, Saturday, November 26th. Great opportunity, of course. Uh, post times are usually pretty well coordinated between them and the Meadowlands. So you've got content from us for both Mohawk and the Meadowlands. Go back and forth between the two. There's always money to be made at the Mohawk. And, you know, let's sit back and enjoy watching Bulldogs last start and some other exciting races at the Meadowlands. But, uh, Ray, as we both know, Bulldog could go down this Saturday. We can uh, cash a nice win bet, can't we, on a different horse? Uh, wait, on, wait, who, who could beat Bulldog Hanover? Right, it's all about Lewis Perlman. Oh my god. Sure. Right, Ray's gonna, Ray's system is gonna Lu, be- Lewis Perlman is gonna go from going 149 to 45 and 3 in one week. Yep. No, there's something in the dirt of the Meadowlands, Ray. Everyone, oh, you're right. And, and, 153 is the great equalizer. And they're gonna be coming to the half, and you'll see Bulldog get up on his back legs and start grabbing his ankle like, ooh, ah! Ah, ooh, ooh. But you said he's going to be going too fast in the stretch and disappear, so does that mean he's going No, to- I didn't say disappear. I I said blow up. That's a different image. Disappear is evaporate. Blow up is like pff, splatter everywhere. Either way, he can't win then, right? Although, he might, he Bulldog might not splatter like that, but people could still take home a piece of Bulldog. <laughs> Hey, they can. They can. If fans come out to the track, as I mentioned on the uh, show last night, we've got mugs to be given out of Atlanta and uh, Bell of Atlanta, Bellblini of Atlanta, and Bulldog Canover. If it was a Bellblini bugs, then Ray would be there, right? Uh, pff, no, I would just be hounding you more to get one for me. And Bulldog Canover plushes, and yeah, Garnett makes a good point. Last night, my understanding is that Dexter Dunn is throwing the Bulldog Canover plushes, which is safer. But if he's throwing the mugs, I guess be ready then. That uh, if if that happens, that's going to be some of the greatest harness racing television I've seen in the last like five years. <laughs> well, that sets you up, racing fans. Hopefully for a big weekend, a big day here as we celebrate American Thanksgiving. To all of our American listeners, again, we once again wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. To all of our um, Canadian listeners, uh, 
you know, happy Thanksgiving too, because Murray Slough said that he's celebrating by sitting in his basement, eating, watching football, and eating all day. So I guess same thing, right, Ray? Uh, sure. I'm, but also for Murray Slough, that's also just a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not wrong. I uh, that's that's pretty much my Thursday too. Before I've got a big weekend in New Jersey, so it really does mean no difference. I just know that uh, this this time, uh, um, I have very talented family members that are making the food instead of me. So it actually might be edible, but there's that. Yeah. I've seen that fridge. You're not really doing much cooking. Yeah. I'm aware. All right. Racing fans. That just about does it. Uh, Ray Catolo, I don't know anything else from you before we wrap this up. Uh, I'm at Rosecroft the next two Thursdays. Uh, beyond that. I don't know. I'm just kind of doing stuff. I'm on Twitter. and I tweet stuff. And then for the most part, I just kind of hide and then pop out when I have something cool to show. And then I go back to hiding. Well, racing fans, there you have it. We'll wish you the best of luck uh, this weekend on all your wagering endeavors. Uh, I guess I haven't given any social media plug to myself in a while. It's at Edison underscore 1999 underscore if anyone wants to come chat with me. We can chat whatever, especially the coming weeks or coming days. I mean, I'm going to be driving to Tennessee and Florida and North Carolina and everywhere else in between. So you got any harness racing questions, anything in the universe? We can chat, whatever. Uh, we will. I can be found on there, nahupix.com for Mike Rabosi's content for the week, DRF Harness. Check out the newsletter. Everything else will be with Derek Gibner. Actually, Ray, honestly, that, that's what we need from you as a Thanksgiving miracle to all of us. You you can say this as Mike would say it and as Garnet, as uh, Derek would say it. Give us the, the Nahupix and DRF Harness promo. Uh, um, nahupix.com, a website I co-founded. People tend to forget that. Uh, no, 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 no. you, no, you got to say these as Mike and as Derek. Oh, um, oh, right. Okay. I gotta remember how Mike sounds. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll cue you. I'll go to Derek first. Uh, with okay. that, we wrap this up. Uh, Derek Givner, DRF Harness promo. Yeah, we have a newsletter that comes out once a week. DRF.com slash harness. I write for it. Jay Bergman writes for it. Ray Catolo writes for it. I put a lot of work into it. We got. Tons of picks over at drf.com slash harness. And Mike Proposi, nahupix.com is the place to check out this weekend. Yeah, nahupix.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I uh, I do I do mock. We got Murray Slough on Century Mile. We got uh Ron Allums at London. We got uh got every track. Four Three, nahupix.com. And uh, Darren Flindell, how is that uh, stretch call sounding in the last 200 here at uh, Bunbury Harness tonight? I got no idea what you're talking about. Oh, come on. You can't you can't impersonate the Australian race cars, not even though the greatest one over there. Come on. Imper- impersonate Australia. Ed, what are you talking about? Hey, by the way, by the way, the, the two notes I'll give to the great Ray Catolo for next week at Rosecroft if we're going for the Roger Houston Australian impression, impersonations, we got to work on the starts, Ray. Come on, in Australia, it's the, like, uh, there's the light, they're off in Pising, and uh, Roger, we missed the, uh, they're approaching the starting gate. Ah, uh, you see, there's, there's intent for everything. There was nothing that was done on accident. <laughs> all right, racing fans, that's all we got for you. Happy Thanksgiving. Best of luck this weekend on all your wagering. And, hey, don't forget to check us out next Tuesday. Next Tuesday night, we'll have a recap show to discuss those TVG finals and fall final four. Actually, Ray, we could probably do that right now, right? Wow, Actually, d how sharp was he? Wow, Bulldog Hanover goes out a winner. Atlanta goes out a winner. Right, Ray? 
Well, you're one of the, one of those is incorrect. Uh, maybe two of those, in fact. Uh, three, you possibly. Said, you said maybe all three. <laughs> Look, I mean, they race them for a reason, as everyone says, and I still am trying to figure out what that reason is. All right, racing fans, then check us out next Tuesday. We'll discuss whatever happened this weekend at the Meadowlands. Maybe we'll talk some divisional honors as well coming up here at the end of the season. Damn patch awards are coming up so maybe we can chat that as well all that'll be next week here on the network we'll also discuss of course some mohawk racing next weekend as well and we'll be back with the weekly meadowland show coming up for saturday december 10th so we take a week off there but we will be back throughout the month of december with plenty more content here on in the money media and first over with edison hatter but for now again happy thanksgiving enjoy the football enjoy the food enjoy the family okay